0: So just once again thanks for coming out tonight guys it's been a while since we've been in here i think over a year but you know this is just what we do thursday nights are encounter nights once a month we'll be meeting here at the church you know just first of all just a big shout out to you know chris and ryan and kyle whoever he may be for just letting us come here and do our thing because this really is a blessing to be able to do this in our own house under our own roof and just you know just once again like encounter night is all about reaching out Connecting with each other and connecting with God, and so tonight I'm just going to encourage you to really press in. You know, the worship's going to be getting deep. We're going to be going after net. Brett's going to be bringing an amazing word later, but just make sure you really try and reach out and connect to God, because I promise you, He's here and He wants to greet you tonight. So I'm just going to press in, and the worship team's going to get us started. Father God, we just we just thank you for what you're about to do tonight, God. And God, if just if more of you less of us, God. We just say, "Have it all, have it all tonight." God, we give you everything. We give you our lives, God. And God, we just thank you that you know you're just not a God who wants to partner us in our successes, but a God who wants to partner with us even in our failures, God. And so, you know, with this stressful time of midterms and just fall coming around and the seasons changing, God, I just ask that you come with us and just share with us in this experience, God life without you. Father God, as, as we just press in tonight and get to know you, God, I just pray that you remind us who we are by reminding us who we are, God. God, I thank you that your love, that your grace is not dependent upon our own good works, God. That we're justified by your blood, not by our own you
1: be our song.
2: Where your spirit is, there is freedom. Yeah, and guys, there's a beautiful truth behind that scripture that says where the spirit of the Lord is, there is freedom. That means that where the Lord is, where his spirit is Lord, there is freedom. And you see, there's an invitation tonight that there's some places where I feel in my life and in our lives that we haven't let his spirit be Lord. I feel the Lord's inviting us that when you let His Spirit be Lord over your circumstances and over your life, not just parts of your life, not just your Sunday, not just your Thursday nights when you come to life, but every part of your life, that is the gateway to freedom and a true freedom, to abiding freedom, to everlasting freedom, where His Spirit and His love and His affection towards you is truth and is Lord, has every full access, full access to every part of your life. So here's an invitation that resonates with your heart, if you want more freedom, you want to walk in more freedom, open up your heart to him tonight. You say, Lord, you can have it all. God, you can have it all. I'm not selling for second best. I'm not selling for less than what you paid for, God. I want everything that the cross has made available for my life. Because you said I'm worth it. You said your blood has made me worth it. So as we go back into the song, guys, I invite you to let it all out. Whether that means going down on your knees, lifting up your hands, but yield to him in true surrender. And let his spirit become Lord over every circumstance in your life. And watch the freedom and watch him be faithful to his word. Because he loves to be faithful to his word and he will release freedom in your life. Yeah. Let's go back into that. When Adam is ready, but in the meantime, he's not ready. So I'm gonna keep on talking. <laughs> it's yes, yes, really cool because in this moment like we don't need words words are awesome just actually let him just minister to your heart he said Adam yeah when you feel ready just give a moment and let the Lord minister to people's hearts right now just right now yeah Lord we thank you that they we're gathered here not just to hear a great message which we know is coming but to meet you to meet the one who came to set us free to meet the messenger who came with the gospel of great news, of great tidings, and great joy. That's the one we came and meet with tonight. So it's every heart open, we say, come Lord Jesus, release and reveal your freedom for us. We invite you, Holy Spirit, increase even more, even more. Even more Lord. Increase. Increase God. In ways we even know you could. Increase, Lord. Our hearts are ready. We're not holding back anymore, God. We invite you, Jesus.
3: cry of our hearts is to know you more father I thank you that's why we're here tonight at a place that's called encounter night that declares that we are here to encounter you God that we are opening our hearts that we're opening our lives to experience you and to encounter you in new and fresh ways father father I thank you that you bless faith that you love faith and we say by faith that we are here to be changed, to be made new, to be continue to be changed from the inside out by your living and tangible spirit and presence and love. And Father, this verse just came to mind as Ben was singing. And I want to know you more. And the story of Martha and Mary came to mind where Mary is sits at the feet of Jesus. And it says it's listening. Mary sat listening to what you had to teach her that she delighted in you, that she rejoiced in you. And so often, Father, we come to church, I come to church, and I think about all the things that I have to do, all the people I have to see, all the things that are on my mind, that I'm not really here with you. So God, I just pray if that's true for any of my friends tonight, your presence will just fall on our minds and that we would just let go of the homework, we let go of the papers, of the tests we need to study for, the things we need to do, and for a moment, we would just be here and rest and delight in you. Let us have hearts like Mary that sit at the feet of you, Jesus, to listen to what you want to say we pray by faith that our hearts and our lives will be changed as we go from glory to glory, mountaintop to mountaintop we will continue to be changed by your word, by your truth by your spirit and by your love to look more and more like you thank you for what you're doing and what you want to do in Jesus' name, amen. All right, you guys can have a seat. Can we give it up for the worship band? Well, thank you so much for coming out to Alive encounter night. It's pretty special to be in this room. Uh, we actually haven't been or had a live service in this room for like almost a year and a half. Uh, we used to meet here a lot back in the day, but we moved to the Chapel. So just special to be here uh, as our awesome sound guy, Chris Ratcliffe, in the back. Can we get up for Chris. Chris and Ryan's in the house, Ryan Ward, they're on staff here and they just have given up their Thursday nights just to bless us and let us be in this space. But as Chris was just saying, you know, to the band and myself as we were praying, like um, Carrie Job has been on the stage and Bill Johnson and Wren Collective and and just these amazing people of God uh, and prayer work. Who else? Kyle Howard. Kyle Howard's been on this stage right here normally. Saying into that same mic that Adam was singing into. <laughs> Kyle Howard will also be at Fall Retreat. He'll be leading worship at Fall Retreat, but guess what? For the first time, he'll be speaking. At Fall Retreat. So we're so excited to see how God uses him in a new way. He'll be speaking. Uh, Daniel Goulet's is coming back to speak in a lead. In the morning, we have Leah Wanger. Um, she's awesome. She's our family life, small group pastor. Uh, she preaches on main stage sometimes. She's going to be co-preaching with her husband. And then again, as you guys saw from the video, Saturday night, Clay is gonna be bringing it. And things just always happen. So w- if you're not signed up, I would beg you to sign up. It's once a year. If money is stopping you from signing up, talk to me. If time is stopping you from s- signing up, just come. If you can come from half of it or all of it. If you need to do homework, Cole, you can do homework there, it's okay, bro. There's There will be time and freedom and space to just have a great weekend away with Jesus, with community and family. So many people come sometimes to fall retreat, not plugged in, not really being a main part of it, and they leave just as family. So I'd encourage you, please sign up. One week from today is the deadline. we love for you to come. All right. Without of that, I'm going to introduce a great, great friend, uh, 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 one of my best friends, honestly, um, in Champaign, in Illinois. He's been such a true servant of God. It's so special. I'm not going to steal his thunder. and let, He'll probably share it. But it's so just unique that the Lord lined it up for him to speak on something that he walks in and lives in so much. We're, hey, Vanna, you got the uh, slide up for me, the culture carriers? Uh, Rye, sorry, Rye didn't know the instructions. Thanks, Rye. I think Vanna has a night off now. Um, Going through a sermon series called Cultural Carriers. Is it coming soon? Maybe? All right, not. Well, we're in a sermon series called Culture Carriers. There it is. Um, and we're looking at how that we've been created to, to, to bring things to this culture. Naomi crushed it last night or last week, maybe last night too, um, talking about love. If you weren't here last week, definitely check that out on the podcast. Hi, Vanna. They enjoy. Sorry to give you a call out. <laughs> um, but we're so excited. So we're looking at joy this week. And this man that's going to speak about it lives this thing. He lives it, and it's just so, um, yeah, just a gift of the Lord to just honor him with this opportunity to preach from main stage at Encounter Night. And I really think it's a representation of all that he lives for, all that he does in the unseen, and I just know God's going to move in a powerful way tonight. So can we give it up for the one and only Brett Jacob? Let's welcome him
4: up here. Getting my stand. Can you hear me now? Can you hear me now? I think you can hear me. Excellent. I was wondering why they put this thing on me, and now I know. <laughs> What's going on, guys? I am, gosh, I'm so blessed to be here with you guys standing on this stage. Uh, what Ryan was referring to, and what the Lord really reminded me as I was just sitting there worshiping him. So, about uh, it, precisely actually four years ago, I got saved from this very stage. There's a man here who was speaking, his name was Leif Hetland, and he was just, he really communicated the Father's heart, and that today, four years ago exactly, was the day that I accepted Jesus, that I gave him my life, and I'm just like, oh my gosh, I was i was messed up, I was just like, man, Lord, but uh, as Ryan said, we are talking about being carriers of culture, culture carriers, if you will, and that it's, it's a matter of, I, I love that God uses the, the illustration of fruit. Because it's not just these, these ethereal concepts, right? Fruit is a tangible thing. It's something that you can taste. It's something you experience. And that as we bear fruit for the world to experience and taste and eat from they are invited in with the same seeds that we've sown into our hearts to bear the exact same fruit and to multiply this culture that we are, have the amazing opportunity to be a part of. And uh, as Ryan was saying, Naomi crushed it last week. Where's Nose? There she is. Oh, my gosh. Oh, my gosh. And, uh, you know, it's—and uh, actually Noah, Noah Starr was the one who brought this up, and I did feel like sharing this because he, uh, he texted this to Ryan. And he said, um, there's another translation of the Bible. It's called the tr- Passion Translation. And it says in there, it, it translates. I'm actually just going to read it for you. How about that? That would be dope. Um, the same verse, uh, Galatians 5, 22 and 23 in the Passion Translation. But the fruit produced by the Holy Spirit within you is divine love in all its varied expressions joy that overflows, peace that subdues, patience that endures, kindness, in action, a life full of virtue, faith that prevails, gentleness of heart, strength of spirit. And it's so cool that, it's, that it is out of love that God makes all of these expressions, and that these aren't just things that, that uh, like I said, they're not just ethereal concepts. They are things in action. They are things that are tangible, that you can see, that you can touch, that you can taste, that you experience. Um... Yeah, and, and that the word there is singular fruit. It's not fruits. It's fruit. And that's, that's so cool. It's in with all of it. it. It's all connected. It all just just vibes and ebbs and flows through us. So tonight I have the profound privilege of speaking on joy. And uh, I was thinking, I was like, man, when have I experienced this joy this week? And I, honestly, I experience it all the time. But I, and I was, I was thinking, no, not this week. It was actually several months ago now. But I... Work at some. I was thinking about it this week though. Um, I, I have the privilege of working at a place called Salt and Light. It's a nonprofit ministry here in town that uh, is focused on fighting poverty with dignity. And, you, and it's uh, connected, there's a thrift store and a grocery store, and you all should shop there because our prices are very affordable and you can find amazing things. Just ask us, us at the guy's house. We found like a table, a dryer. A desk, the Roomba. We have a Roomba that we got at Salt and Light, and it works. And its name is Nelson Roombella. Um, <laughs> someone asked ask about that. Um, so I was at uh, I was at work this one day, and I was managing the thrift store at the time, and I. F- I was talking to this lady, and she's like, what is this? And she brings this thing to me. And its I'm like, oh my gosh, because it's its like a deep fryer. And not only is it a deep fryer, it's like a high-end deep fryer. I've never seen one like it before or since. And I'm like, oh my goodness, this is amazing. Like, and I was wondering what they had priced it at, and I looked at the tag. I was like, $7.99? And I, I looked it up in the internet. It was like $200 on the internet. I'm like, oh my goodness. So I said... Uh, she, she put it back, and I'm like, oh boy, I'm going to run and reprice this, because that's part of my job as, as thrift manager. I have to reprice things. And so I ran and slapped a $19.99 tag on it because I figured, like, oh, that's still a blessing, you know? It's like one-tenth of the price on Amazon. And she, oh guys, she was not happy. She, what do you think you are doing? And I was just like, I'm like, I'm sorry, ma'am What? And she's like, that was $7.99, and that's the price I want for it. And I demand to speak to your manager. I'm like, ma'am, I'm sorry. I am the manager. And, uh, <laughs> and, she, and she was so mad. And it was just one of these moments where, you know, part of the, you know, I was talking about, joy is, is a big part of my life. And it's, it's very much in my mind and my countenance. But sometimes my body takes a while to catch up to my mind and my countenance. And so, like, all of a sudden, adrenaline is just rushing through me, and my body's like, "Are we okay? like is this gonna be fine?" And I'm like, "Don't worry, it's fine and she's like yelling at me and and because of the adrenaline, it's like slow motion, so she's yelling like, "You are awful, but it's like you are awful and um and it was it was just this really profound experience of of like her just being really angry at me and me just like really loving her um, and trying to like communicate that and uh, she's one of our regulars um, now and we'll just we'll call her Tammy for the sake of honor um, but but me and Tammy are good we're, we're chill but it's just a, it's an expression you know it's it's when you're running into these situations what comes out of you right what 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 do you produce in those moments when, when you have the opportunity to be so much else other than what we're talking about tonight, which is joy? And before, I want to kind of dive into joy, like just as a as a word, as a concept, as as a definition, because I was I was thinking back to a, when I was uh, I think I was in high school, and this guy Greg, he was like he was like our. Uh, a rough and tough manly leader and you know he ate nails for breakfast without any milk an army ranger and all this and he was he was like you guys this is the difference between happiness and joy happiness is temporary but joy isn't an emotion at all it's just something that you are and i was like that's amazing But then I was like, that doesn't make any sense. Like, it's just, I'm just joy. Like, that's what I am. I I didn't understand. After I got saved, I was like, no, it's definitely connected to my heart and emotions. And so, look, going into this message, I I looked it up. And I said, uh, I I was looking at all the different definitions they have in the Bible and the Greek and all that. And it simply means great gladness and delight. And I was like, ah, that, that doesn't encapsulate it for me, Lord. Like, that's not enough at all. And just like Noam was talking about last week, God gives things their fullest definition, right? He, he talks, you know, the word love in, in, uh, in the Greek is, uh, it's just a matter of preference, but he gives it its fullest expression. And, and I was really praying. I'm like, Lord, what is joy to you? What, what does that mean to you? And I feel like he gave me this definition. Uh, it's an unshakable, unceasing, exuberant gladness of heart produced by abiding in God. Let me say that again. And then shakeable, unceasing, exuberant gladness produced by abiding in God. And, uh, and I, I was just really going through the Lord. I'm like, what are the qualities of this? What, what does this look like to you? And the first thing that I felt like he gave me was that joy is not a result of circumstance. It really... It has nothing to do with circumstance, in fact. And I feel like when he first started teaching me this, I was it was my first year actually living here in Champaign. And it was actually, I think it was our first semester of Alive, too. And I had gotten so sick, just sick as a dog, strep throat and like a sinus infection and the flu all at the same time. Like, it was just a mess. And I was one of these kids growing up who... Whenever I got sick, I would just like milk it for all that it was worth because I did not want to go to school. And I would just be like, mom, I think I'm dying. And, and that was just how I grew up experiencing sickness and how I, I put it on. And so I'm sitting there like in my bed and I'm like, I'm dying. But my mom like doesn't live here. So I'm like, who am I putting on this show for? And, um, <laughs> and then I just was like, it's like, you know what, Lord? I feel like You can teach me something. I feel like you can show me something. Because, dude, like, the things that the guys in the Bible went through, right? And then came out of it joyful and exuberant. Like, the guys who got whipped and were like, praising the Lord because they were worthy to be whipped. And I'm like, dude, what? And I'm like, I'm I'm just sitting here with a bit of a, a sickness. And so I remember it distinctly because... Because uh, my, my friend who I worked with, or, or who I lived with at the time, he knocks on my door, and I'm just sitting there on my bed going, holy is the Lord God Almighty, because my throat is just like almost closed. It's so swollen. And he walks in, and he just goes, dude, <laughs> what's up? <laughs> but I really felt like that was the beginning of the experience, of him separating the joy that he could produce Within us, from what we were actually experiencing in life, from the things that surrounded us, and uh, and one of the one of the biggest tests of this actually came not this not last summer, but the summer before that. Um, I was dating a girl at the time, and for the sake of honor, we'll just call her Tammy. Um, <laughs> <laughs> and, uh, <laughs> and she's she had a she had a mom who really, really did not like me, like really couldn't stand me. And for the sake of honor, we'll call her Tammy. <laughs> and, and, and Tammy, her mom, Tammy, she, she, was, she would work at, in every way she could just to get under my skin. She would say things to, to my girlfriend to like, that that my girlfriend repeats to me just to try to rise up anger in me. Like I, uh, for those of you who don't know, I went to, um, went through a whole part of my life before I was saved where I was severely bipolar, and uh, the Lord set me free of that. Amen. Glory to God. Um, but she, she would say, like I don't think that he's good breeding material because of the genes that he has. And, like, that that's, has the opportunity to be, like, super-duper personal, right? <laughs> but, but I would just be like, God, what—like, I, I need your eyes on this. I need to understand this the way that you do, because this isn't offending you. Like, that this is happening right now isn't offending you, because you sent your son to die for her, too. If she offended you that much, then, then you would have, like, said, except for Tammy. But you didn't say that. <laughs> and so— so I really, it was, it was just this matter of learning that the things that people say against me, the thing, like the, any circumstance that I am in, whether it's people coming against me, whether it's, whether it's uh, sickness, whether it's work, it doesn't have the ability to, it, it is not the thing from which I receive my joy. It is not the source of my joy. And I feel like in life, we have such a temptation to, to grab our joy from the things around us and, and to, to like latch on to things that are especially reliable. But those things, guys, they're all temporal. Like None of them are fully reliable. None of them will fully last. And none of them give you that exuberant, that unceasing, everlasting, unshakable joy that the Lord does. The true joy of the Lord is different than you can get from anywhere else because it is the true joy. The, the, the most true joy that that there is and um i w- i want to go into to the uh, the first verse i have which is hebrews 12 1 to 3 and uh, i i like to read the bible in uh, in the way that i believe that that the people at the time were like writing it you know cuz you know when when paul was writing things he wasn't like and love is patient and love is kind no he was like ah he was he was he was gung ho he was ready so and, it's, and is seated at the right hand of God. Consider him who endured from sinners and hostility against himself, so that you may not grow weary or faint-hearted. Because Jesus modeled this so well, right? He modeled this so well. He did not receive his joy from his circumstances. Where did he receive it, you may ask? And that is, uh, that is the second point that I want to bring up. Um, Joy is the result of abiding in God. And for us, it is the result of abiding in Christ, right? Because he is our bridge to the Father. He is where we actually have access to the Father. And uh, it, it was kind of funny, because at the same time I was going through all that stuff with, uh, with my girlfriend's mom, I was also, uh, I, was, I was in Michigan for the summer. And I was also uh, having it on a different front too, like all this stuff coming against me. And it was, uh, I was working for an old man, um, and I would just go in and and be his caretaker and just hang out with him. His name was Ralph. He was, like, so cool. He just sat around and smoked cigars all day and told me old stories, and he would, like, forget the stories, but he told me the same story so many times I could, like, fill in the blanks for him. He'd be like, yeah, how did you know? And I'm like, <laughs> lucky guess. Um, <laughs> but uh, But there was some some tension going on within the family uh, between his, his daughter and his son. And uh, his daughter, I worked for his son, who was the trustee of his estate, and the daughter lived right across the street, and she was not the trustee of the estate. And so it was, it was this whole mess. But she would, well, for the sake of honor, we'll call her uh, Tammy. Um, <laughs> And she would uh, she would come over and just get in my face. Like, she, I would be sitting at the table with Ralph. He'd be smoking a cigar. I'd be reading the paper. And then all of a sudden, she'd just come busting in. She'd be like, who do you think you are coming over here talking to my dad? This isn't even your family. Like, what are you even doing here? And, and he, you know, she she knew that I was, like, a Christian and stuff. she's like, you think this is a Christian thing to do? Come in here and... Put your nose in other people's business. And I, you know, I, it, was, it was the thing where I'm like, she's, people, guys, will come at the very source of your joy, right? And try to point out the way that you are not connected to it, point out the way that you are not representative of it, because they just don't like it. They just don't like that they are not able to get under your skin. And they'll do anything that they can sometimes. And, and that's, not, that's not a shot against them, right? What did Jesus say when he was on the cross? Forgive them, Father, they know not what they do. And that was really the perspective that he was building in me as I would go into a room with him and I'd, I'd just be like, God, please help me to understand how you see this situation. Again, And he, I just felt like he built so much in me, like this, this sense of being good with him this sense of his pleasure towards me, this sense of the fact that he was pleased with what I was doing and that he saw me wholly blameless above reproach in his sight. And that would produce in me such an exuberant gladness of heart that it was like, man, you could say anything you want, but how could you convince me of what the Lord himself, how do you convince me otherwise of the thing that the Lord himself put in me, Right? The Lord put his stamp on me. He, he built this thing in my heart. How can man take that away? And uh, the, uh, the, the verse I want to read in, in light of that is John 15, 9 to 11. And uh, Jesus says this. As the Father loved me, so I have loved you. Abide in my love. If you keep my commandments, you will abide in my love just as I have kept my Father's commandments and abide in His love. These things I have spoken to you so that my joy may be in you and that your joy may be full. I love how my voice squeaks when I get excited because I'm just like, the fullness of joy. Like, oh my goodness. The gospel, guys, is good tidings of great joy. And I have to believe that when, if there are times in my life when I am not walking in joy, it's not because the Lord isn't pouring it out. It's not because he hasn't placed it in me. It's because there's something about the good tidings that I just don't understand. And that I can go and be with him and abide with him. And he can make that my reality. He can make the things that he has made known to me through scriptures, the things that he has revealed up here, he can make them a part of who I am. and so. You know the the, the nails for breakfast guy is kind of right. Like I am joy, right? We embody the things that Jesus has displayed and given us, and that's my uh, my last point. Is that joy cannot be taken away? It cannot be taken away. You guys, people can take a lot of things from you. Life can take a lot of things from you. A lot of things can happen. A lot of things happen to Jesus, right? He was scorned by the very ones he came to save. He was betrayed by one of his closest friends, abandoned by all of his other friends. He was beaten to the point where no man should be able to survive, and he died a sinner's death on a cross. And they did not take his joy away at any point throughout any of it. The whole time, the whole time, he sat there looking ahead to the joy set before him, knowing that you and I would be standing here, knowing that you and I would be alive. He considered it worth it, considered it worth it. Oh, my gosh. That just messes me up. And uh, it says here, (laughs) he said this uh, to his disciples. Right before, uh, right before he was betrayed. This is uh, John 16, verses 21 to 22. He said, when a woman is giving birth, she has sorrow because her hour has come. But when she delivers the baby, she no longer remembers the anguish for joy that a human being has been born into the world. So also you have sorrow now, but I will see you again, and your hearts will rejoice, and no one will take your joy from you. (laughs) You guys, he modeled that so that we could do the very same thing, that we could see the people on this earth, the people that we have the privilege to come into contact with every single day, and though we may experience pain and sorrow and mockery throughout all of it, the joy set before us is so much greater because we can look to them knowing that we love them like God has loved us, knowing that this could be the very seed that sown on the good ground to spring up in them the very life that we've been given. Right? Come on. We have this joy, we have this joy to make us absolutely unstoppable that nothing in this world can ever shake us. Joy is the thing. To me, you know, we, we live throughout this world and there's temptation around every corner. But when we are connected to this joy, this exuberant gladness of heart, sin loses its luster in that place because what could possibly be better than this? What could possibly be better more fulfilling than this, than this joy that he has put in us. It's it's the thing, guys, it, it keeps the new creation new every day. You never ever have to get tired of it. The gospel never ever has to get old or worn worn out. You never have to get jaded by the way the church is, the way that Christians are. Ministry would be great if it wasn't for the people. <laughs> You never, ever have to have any of those thoughts. (laughs) Those things never have to come against you. The new creation can be new every single day. Joy, you know, grace, he talks about grace uh, in Scripture a lot. And to me, and this is a a Dan Moeller thing that he, uh, if you guys don't know Dan Moeller, he's a speaker I really like. He spoke on this very stage. Oh, my gosh. Um, I I love Dan. (laughs) But... He, he talks about joy as the etching tool of God, or er, I'm sorry, grace as the etching tool of God, that like grace shapes us and molds us more and more into his image every day. And to me, I was thinking about it, and I was like, joy is kind of like the sealant on that. Joy is the thing that makes that stick, makes that stay. It makes it so we never want anything else but what God has made us through his grace. And uh, yeah, it's, it's, it realigns our emotions and our desires with his. You guys know that the emotions that we inherited through the fall are not the emotions that maybe God has for us? Sometimes we just take every emotion as like, well, this is the way that I feel. Well, maybe it's not. Maybe it's like something that the enemy just like tossed you, and you're like, oh, thanks. Oh, anger. I hate this. Gosh dang it. Like, It very well could be that God has different responses to the situations we have, we we run into in life. He has different responses to those set up for us, right? He prepares good works for us in advance. And I believe it's through joy that we have the open eyes to see, like, this is an opportunity for a good work. Not, well, my car just broke down and the mechanic is lazy and he's you know taking a while doing it like man how could you be a blessing in that situation like there are just innumerable ways I, I can't even yeah just innumerable um <laughs> and I wanna I want to uh and this is something that I I, I uh, speak to myself a lot as well and it's that if if I lose my joy if I lose my experience of joy My experience of love is not far behind it. That that his joy keeps me in his love. It keeps me like, I don't like to use like addicts, because that's like, you know, a touchy subject. But but it is kind of like the thing that just brings you back to him every day. You just, you have to go and see him, because he's just the source of all joy. What else? What else is there that can give you the joy that he does? It's like that just it's 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 the thing that draws you back to him all the time and uh i kind of you know I, I i talk weird and a lot and I'm just around in circles but i really wanted to try to make this as practical as possible i'll be honest with you i'm not really good at like super practical things because to me it's just you give someone a formula and they'll try to like fulfill the formula and be like well the results are different for me and then i'm thinking like well that's maybe because our heart posture wasn't good from, from the get-go. So I have a couple things that are like heart checks, I guess, if you will. And number one, the first one is res- to, to build this joy in your heart. If you resolve in your heart that you want it. And that may sound like silly, but how many other things could we try to fill that void with how many other things are there all the time that can scratch that itch at least for a while? Just you know, oh, go watch Netflix and like, oh, I'm getting a kick out of this new Daredevil series. Like, and I am—I won't lie—I'm stoked for Daredevil. But, but, but the point is, like, that can't be the source of my joy. So you resolve in your heart that God, I only want to receive the fulfillment of my joy in you. And yeah, we can experience life, we can love life and and the people in it and the things we get to do in it, but nothing satisfies us. Nothing else fulfills us like his joy does. And uh, yeah, and and, you know, it it was a thing to me where it was like, the first time I ever heard like, oh, God can be enough, I was like, yeah, I sure, but then there's like all this other stuff that we also need. But as I, I stepped more into it and as I listened to the things that I heard about it, I realized like, oh my gosh, he can be enough. He can truly be everything that we need in this life. And he can actually give us a model for how to walk this life out. And joy is is such a paramount part of that because it is the the disposition through which we interact with all of our life. So number two, get alone with him. Get alone with him. Guys, I love this place. I love these people. Transformation cannot happen here. It cannot happen in this room. This is an invitation, and it's a really, really awesome one. Like, it's great, and I love it here. That's why I'm here, right? But it is an invitation. True transformation can only take place when it's just you and him. Your heart is open to Him. You say, God, I don't just want you to bless me. I don't want you to just make my life great. God, I want to be like you. And you said you were full of joy going towards suffering. And God, I want to have that experience because I think that sort of expression will speak to the world. I think that sort of expression will make an impression on the people that I come into contact with every day. I think an expression like that can change the world. Think, mean, What if we all walk that out all the time, every single day? It's not a perfection thing, but His grace says that we can. He says that we can. He says, I did this so that your joy would be full. So that it will be full, like all the time. <laughs> Isn't that crazy? Oh, man. So... So get alone with Him. Give Him that time, that open heart to just do that work in you. It's about knowing Him, guys. It's all about knowing. I'm always going to say that. It's about knowing Him. The more you know Him, the more you become like Him. And finally, number three, expect resistance. <laughs> guys, it's, I can't even tell you how many... like that, the, the situation with, with my girlfriend and then the, the daughter, Ralph's daughter, like... It was so funny because I was, like, sitting in my secret place, like, making this commitment, like, God, no matter what comes my way, I will reside always in you. Reside always in your joy. Be an expression of your joy on this earth. And then it was, like, cranked up to 11. <laughs> and it was like, it's like Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego, right? They're, like, they, they walk up to Nebuchadnezzar. I don't know if you guys have heard that story, but, but they, they walk up to Nebuchadnezzar. He was the king trying to get him to worship this idol. And, and he, he just was like, if you guys don't do this, I'm going to throw you into this fire. And they're kind of like, you know, we don't actually have a need to answer you in the matter of the fire. And because we believe our God's going to come through for us. But even if he doesn't, like, we don't really care. We're not going to worship your idol because the God, the Lord God is our God. And so he said, well, fine then. And he cranked up the fire to like seven times hotter to the point where the people who stoked the flames got burnt um, and that's, guys, that's what the enemy is going to try to do. Like he he's, comes for the word's sake. He comes to try to snatch this stuff from you because he doesn't want you to embody the truth of what God has placed in you. And Ryan said this during our, our meeting. He said, I don't feel like you've come to like impart anything. I feel like, like this is an opportunity to show people what God has already placed inside of them. And that is the truth. Like God has placed this joy within every one of you. It's an expression of love and God has placed his love inside each and every one of you. I don't care how much that doesn't resonate with you. It is the truth. It is the truth. So receive it as such. And I want you to know this in closing. God is not a God of of religion he's not a god of keeping you away from the fun in life true joy is his will for you the truest deepest most fulfilling sense of joy that you have ever experienced in your life that will make you unshakable unmovable even in the midst of sadness even in the midst of of anger even in the midst of suffering His will for you is joy. And he can build that in you. And so believe that that is true. Receive that as the truth. Because our God is a good God and he builds good things within us, right? He made us in his image. Yeah. Yeah, so Jesus, I just thank you so much, Lord. God, that you demonstrated such an amazing, unshakable joy. And then you said, come, partake of this. Have it. It's yours. That you showed us how to walk in it, and then you gave it to us. And Holy Spirit, I pray you just bring more and more into being those seeds that you've sown in our hearts. Some sow, God, some water, but you provide the growth. So I ask you just come and provide growth in all of our hearts that we may walk and experience your joy for real, for real, that it's not an ethereal concept, that it's not something out in a nether. It is as tangible, as touchable as your presence. guys I feel just like if if you're having things crop up in your mind throughout this message throughout this night that are like I can't have joy because of this I can't have joy because of the sorrow I'm experiencing because of this I can't have joy because I'm too angry about this I can't have joy because I'm so stressed about this that those are lies And he wants you to come up and lay those down. Lay those down, that he can take them. And that you'll be able to still, even if the situation doesn't change, you'll be able to walk through it the way that he'll teach you how, with grace. So we're gonna have some people up who will uh, be happy to pray for you, pray with you. I encourage you guys, this is really, this is really important. He doesn't want you to just taxi through life. He wants you to do it with joy.
5: saying that for the joy set before you, you endured the cross. Lord, I pray that you give us that type of joy to be able to walk our life just without any worries in the face of adversity, Lord. I pray, God, that you fill us with that joy tonight, that it would stay with us for the rest of the week and the rest of our lives, Lord. Lord thank you, Lord, that you've given it to us already through your spirit as a fruit of the spirit, but I pray, Lord, that you make it more of a reality in our lives going forward. God, help us see this every single day. Help us feel it with our heart as a truth. So God, we sing to you in response. We'll rejoice in your gospel. Your beautiful gospel, God. Let's sing I will rejoice. I will rejoice
1: in the simple gospel. I will rejoice. I will rejoice in you Lord I will rejoice in a simple i so.
3: thank you, Father, that the river of living water, river of your li- living life lives within us. And God, we just call and awaken that river of living life, that river of living joy, to become more alive within us, God, because it's in us. And Father, we pray that you would awaken us to your radical joy, that we don't care what other people around us think of us, God. If you say go, we're going to go. If you say stay, we're going day. If you say dance, we're going to dance. And so, God, I pray for a radical joy to awaken us tonight, God. And I pray, Father, for anyone that doesn't know how to tap into that joy, that life can be hard, life can be scary, life can be sad. We pray tonight that your spirit would fall and bring that joy alive within us. And God, I just pray that through this time of communion, as we break bread and we drink This juice, God, that it would be a time of remembrance, a time of remembrance of what you've done and what you did for us on that cross. It would be a time of remembrance that as you had joy when people spit on you and said bad things about you, and when they whipped you and they nailed you on that cross, you had joy because you were living out your destiny of what you were called and meant to do and be for us. And even though there was pain in the night, joy came in the morning. And I thank you, Father, that we can have that joy because your same spirit, your same love lives within us. Yeah. And so, God, I pray that everyone would know that you accept them as they are, that everyone is welcome at the table to partake in this celebration and remembrance of what you've done. And, God, I pray if there's anyone that doesn't know you tonight, Father, that they would not leave leave this room without asking you, the author and perfecter, the living joy that Brett talked about, into their hearts and in their lives. And through this time of communion, they will experience your body and your blood that died for us on a cross, but that lives in us by your spirit and your presence and your love. So we're gonna go into a time of communion and we say all are welcome. And before you do, just if there's anything weighing on you, anything that is holding you down, just talk to Jesus, give it to Jesus. And when you come up and you take this bread and this grape juice, let him refresh you and bring his living joy
2: upon you.
6: Yeah, so as Brett was talking this evening, I was praying and I was thinking of how, like he was saying, in circumstances where we're in pain or we're angry or we're hurt or we're sad, how we have this tendency to just kind of like, God, I feel like this, help me. But in reality, like Brett was talking about, that joy is already in you. And I feel like God wants to do something powerful tonight. I think he wants to invite you guys into this moment of clarity, where you are activated with the joy that's already inside of you because he lives in you. The same joy that Jesus carried, you carry. And it doesn't matter the storms or the circumstances that are surrounding you right now. Just take a moment and lay them down. Lay down the hurt and the pain and the sadness and the anger and just look at God and say, God, here I am. Fill me up. Here I am, God. Transform me from the inside out. Let me have this joy that you carried. Let me be more like you. Let me when the circumstances or the storms try to define who I am, that you define me, God. That I am a carrier of love. That I am a carrier of joy, of peace, of goodness, of self-control, that I am a carrier of the fruit of the Spirit because you, God, live in me. And so Holy Spirit, I just pray right now that you would just come and that you would remind us of who you are and who you are in us, God, that you would remind us of what we carry, that you would just begin to transform us into your image, the image that, the perfect image that you have for us.
3: I thank you, Father, that you are our living hope. And I thank you, Father, that it all starts with the truth of that we belong to you. And I thank you, God, it's your truth that sets us free. And Father, I just feel like there's some kids in this room that either don't know or have forgotten that they belong to you. And I thank you, Father, that <laughs> the enemy acts like a lion, but you are the real lion. And when you roar, you help us find our roar. And God, I pray that you would roar of your truth tonight, that we belong to you, and that when we know we belong to you, no matter what circumstances is happening around us, we can find joy in that place. We can find joy knowing that we are not alone and that our God fights for us. And so if that word that Carol shared resonated with you, if you're in a place of sadness and hardship, There's gonna be leaders in this room that wanna pray with you. Don't leave tonight without getting prayer. There's gonna be some some leaders up here up front, maybe some around the sides, and that they would love just to partner with you and pray with you and remind you, especially through this song, that you are not alone. So I would ask you, take a step of faith. Come up front, come to the side, let someone pray with you. And let the truth of God set you free. And watch when that truth sets you free. Watch how the joy of the Lord fills you with his strength.